Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Osmo.com NHL DFS strategy show. We've got eight games to discuss for tonight. I'm Jake Hari. I'm joined by T. McBee, Terry McBride. How you doing, Terry? How's DFS been since uh, about eight days ago since we last talked? Yeah, it's been been pretty good. It's been a lot of fun. Spending uh, way too much time on uh, NBA Top Shot and uh, getting that mixed into the DFS thing. It's just soaking up way too much of my time. New role at the company, so I've got all that going on. Cat just snuck into the office here, so I'm sure he'll make a cameo in a second diving onto my shoulder. But we're doing good, man. Getting through a busy Tuesday. How about you? Yeah, a lot going on. Uh, busy time for the sites. It feels like it's always busy uh, since sports came back. So that's good. That's good. Staying busy. Uh, things did not go as planned yesterday. I didn't watch the uh, – the. so there are four late games. I don't know if you got a chance to play. Uh, but th- there was actually a pretty good late slate, and I was doing okay heading into those final four games, but that was over half the slate, and so just went to bed, woke up, and uh, 
had nothing. Uh, nothing good happened apparently. So late ones. Yeah, dust dusting that one off, and uh, we're right back at it for tonight. Um, you know, one thing we did hit on yesterday, well, Josh and uh, Cliffy hit on, was uh, the Stetzel uh, Batherson duo for Ottawa yeah. Ottawa three. They were uh, pretty heavy on those guys, and uh, Jmar tens said uh, it helped for a killer lineup. So congrats nice. to anyone who played Auto 3. Batherson, a couple goals. Uh, I think he got pretty good production out of that two-man. Uh, so hopefully we've got more good picks like that. I don't know. Pretty pretty tough to uh, follow up an Auto 3 call on a seven-game slate, Terry. Yeah, that's a solid call. I mean, we could just rip it off and go right back there. They're on the slate. I even made a note of it. I think Batherson's got goals in six straight, going for an Ottawa record seventh straight. I mean, uh, yeah. That uh, we could go right back there and just ride that. I think they're hot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, looks like we are going to have a pretty decent crowd in the chat. As always, if you guys want to drop us a like, that helps us. It helps us a little bit. Uh, it is nice uh, to see you know everybody liking the show and more importantly, not disliking it because uh, some jokesters always pop in here and hit the thumbs down. But more importantly, if you could subscribe to the channel, that would very much help us out. And to help you out as well, it'll let you guys know when we go live, um, not just for NHL, but PGA, we've got MMA, we've got three hours of NBA coverage going on. And, uh, you know, if you're relatively new to NHL DFS, we're going to have a handful of shows for you uh, once NBA All-Star break happens, uh, which is going to be starting on the 5th, which is Friday, if I have my days correct. That'll go through next Thursday. So we're going to have some really big NHL slates. Excited about that. Subscribe to the channel if you want to see myself, Terry, Josh, uh, Cliffy, and Emac's going to be mixing in. I think we're going to have nice. multiple shows. So uh, Emac always likes to get a couple NHL shows under his belt, and uh, he's good at uh, relaying the basics. And he, you know, don't let him fool you because he's, he's a pretty good uh, NHL grinder in the low stake stuff, the showdown. Uh, he's, he's always sending me screenshots. Sneaky good NHL DF, DFS player. Yeah, I get those from him constantly. Just, oh, man, NHL saved my ass again. Yeah. <laughs> and I was down 50% in NBA, but look. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Emac will make an appearance, I'm sure, if he is around. Just finalizing the schedule for that. Um, <laughs> slam the like button, boys. Don't smash it. All right. So we're slamming it today. We're not smashing it. Maybe we will smash it tomorrow. Congrats to anybody who had success last night. Always like to see winning screenshots. I saw a couple going around in Slack. Um, so hopefully you guys can all keep that up. Maybe Terry and I can get it on the fun this evening. Uh, let's get into it. We got eight We got eight games to go. We'll be out in about 50 minutes, and then uh, NBA guys will take you up to lock and through lock with the, uh, with the late slate show as well. Sabres and Rangers, we've got a 2.5 implied total for the Sabres, 3.1 for the Rangers. Probably going to be uh, Jonas Johansson for the Sabres. I'm not, we don't have confirmation just yet on the goalies. Goalies don't matter that much. Just make sure you get the right one in. Um, and then Shesterkin for the Rangers. Terry's Rangers here. Pretty good total. Uh, getting some ownership on the top line. It's not out of hand, I don't think. Looking over at the top stack tool, um, let's see, Rangers won a little bit over owned, but, you know, top 10 or so chance of being a top two stack. And uh, I don't know, 
I mean, the numbers are telling me that I should be playing some Rangers, but I don't actually love the spot that much. I know Buffalo stinks, but uh, what are you thinking about these Rangers top two lines? Do you have a favorite here? Yeah, I mean, if I was to go to it, I would probably lean into just the talent of that top line. You've got Zabanajad and uh, Bucinavich up on that line, and then uh, number one overall pick, who has not lived up to his billing so far with his uh, massive four points uh, on the year, but uh, Alexa Lafreniere. So I think there's enough talent on that line, despite what they've done overall uh, so far this season, that we can go there and, you know, if there's not going to be a big crowd on them, so much the better. They're getting some ownership but they're not like crazy expensive like New York one was last year. New York two was last year. They're productive and it's going to be, I think the top line to go to on this team. I mean, you get uh, the second unit probably with uh, Strom, Crater and Blackwell, and then you get down Philip Hadel maybe coming back, but playing with like Kevin Rooney and Julian yeah. Gauthier, there's not much there outside of that top unit, specifically when uh, Patterns not in the, on, in the lineup and uh, they're kind of shook up like this. There's just not a lot to love. So if I was going to the Rangers, it would probably just be that top line. Yeah, I think I'm going to eat some of this ownership on the top line. I man, I don't know that I'll be above the field, but like the price is just too good. Mika maybe starting to wake up a little bit. Um, it's the correlation is also tough. You only get Mika on the top power play on that top line. You get full uh, power play correlation on the second line, which is a little bit unconventional. Um, the stall hall duo has been pretty up tempo. Um, and so maybe the Strom lines is a little bit more of them. I'll be dropping down to the second line for the Rangers as well. Uh, I just don't love playing the Rangers as chalk, I guess. Um, like I said, Buffalo does stink, but I think like a Buffalo power play stack makes quite a bit of sense here. Um, being on the road, you're getting reasonable prices for guys like Taylor Hall, especially 5,800 there. 56 for Reinhardt, Olsen at 6K, very good on the power play. And then Eichel at 7,200. Really low ownership for Buffalo 1. I think uh, I'm going to be above the field on them. We'll see where it all shakes out, but uh, you don't really need to play too many lineups to uh, be above the field. And I actually like them in like the higher six single entry stuff. I think they're going to go completely overlooked there with a pretty small total outside of, outside of maybe Eichel. He'll probably pick up like 5 to 10% ownership. Um, but I don't think the full line stack or the power play stack for the Sabres is going to be that owned. So I like Buffalo, I think, a little bit more than the Rangers. Uh, if you factor in the ownerships here, obviously big differences in uh, projected ownership uh, between the two sides. Anything on the blue line that you're targeting? Adam Fox, 6,300. Rasmus Dahlin, 5,300. Those are the power play one quarterbacks. Uh, do you like either of those guys or anything else here? They both see significant time. They're both good. I would say just looking at the ownership and going entirely by that, it looks like Dalene is is definitely going to be under-owned, particularly considering his correlation with what is a pretty good power play. You mentioned that uh, that power play line, third currently in the league, 31.15 power play uh, conversion. So as bad as the team is, that power play is actually pretty decent, and it's the entire top line, that Olofsson, Eichel, Reinhardt line, uh, which is over 677.28 together the last two years, uh, 48.7 Corsi 4, a little bit below average, but decent with uh, goals and chances, 29 goals, 428 against, uh, 90 to 124 in high danger chances, 13 to 21 uh, high danger 
goals for and the goals against. So not great on the defensive side of things, but definitely can generate some chances, some excitement. So I think Darlene makes some sense as a low-owned piece of the puzzle there or as a one-off for the the defensive side of things. Fox, I love it. I think he's a great, great player, very good defenseman, but he's going to be very popular on FanDuel, 20% ownership on FanDuel for uh, the 4,700. A lot less owned on DK at uh, 6,300 for uh, 6.9%. So I think you get to him there, and then maybe you get a little sneaky if you are going to that Rangers too and correlate him into the power play there. Yeah, uh, some options here for sure. I like both the popular one quarterbacks if I'm going to either of the top two lines for either side. Uh, Ke'Andre Miller's price come up a little bit, 3,500, but probably a guy that's going to see 20-plus minutes if you want to go there. Montour, same thing on the other side. I think I prefer him over Yoki Haru. Cliffy's boy, uh, Yoki Haru. Uh, we're not seeing Irwin, so Matt Irwin's season is canceled. Uh so that's too bad. You can't get your, your three-block bonus for min salary there, at least not tonight. Uh, Eric says, is it a company mandate to always write up Dougie Hamilton no matter who does the article? Yes, that is a company <laughs> mandate. You get immediately fired if you do not mention Mr. Hamilton. I think it's the first time I went to him this year, and I even introduced it by saying, some days you just need an easy one. I think that was the first sentence in that part of the write-up today. I needed an yeah. easy one today. It's a busy day, guys. It's, it's Dougie Hamilton versus Roman Yossi, the two best yeah. defensemen that have ever played NHL DFS, maybe outside of Brent Burns a couple of years ago. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you just was a lock in both of those guys and you're good to go. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to that game in just a bit. We also got a $5 super chat from Dean. Nice. says, at, at how many games do y'all feel the Josh stack becomes less viable? Is it all depending on if you like the spot enough, regardless of the games on the slate? Uh, you know what the Josh stack is, right, Terry? Remind me. Okay, it is a five, usually six-man stack with five to six forwards. You're basically just saying it's just an onslaught stack. The onslaught. Yeah, that's right. We've talked so, about that. So, like, I think uh, you could do that with Buffalo. I don't, it's a 2.5 implied total, but you basically just play, like, four or five forwards from the top line, mixing a defenseman, and you're just saying, all right, this team's going to score five-plus goals. Um Generally, I like that on like five, you know, four or five game slates. I don't love it on, um, I don't love it on eight gamers like tonight, but like there's times where you could definitely do that. Um, you know, you had like Colorado last night, they were definitely Josh stackable. Their prices were a little bit lower on the road uh, than we're, what we're used to seeing. And they had a huge total. So um, it's more of a feel thing for me. And it's more of like a hand building thing. If I'm, doing like a single entry but generally i like it on like five games or fewer yeah that makes sense it it just makes sense with this many games there are more outcomes and a broader range of outcomes across more opportunities so you're going to be less likely to get it all from one game like that uh the other thing i would say is maybe i would just look for a spot Uh, i don't know that it would be buffalo tonight with a 2.55 2.55 implied uh, total. I would maybe look for a spot where a team's got a heavier total, but maybe slipping under the radar tonight. Maybe if you were going to do it, maybe I'd look to like the Vancouver Winnipeg game, but I don't know what the ownership on those lines looks like. So yeah. it would be a matter of looking for that high scoring, you know, potential team that has low ownership on the lines and affordable lines. So it's, it's a tricky, uh, tricky proposition, but yeah, on a slate this, this large, I think it loses some value. Yep. Uh, Sam Gagne, play of the day. Wow. Chat, chat's on fire early today. Uh, right. You know, we're not even up to our usual concurrent viewers. So just wait once we get 
uh, a few more people in here to troll and or tout Sam Gagne, but he's been on fire recently. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not too bad of a play, I guess. Um, anyways, that, that game is going to have a, a lot to talk about with the CBJ chalk. But uh, first, we've got another game that's going to feature one very chalky line. We've got the Flyers and the Penguins, three implied total for Philadelphia, three as well for the Penguins. Carter Hart, Tristan Jari are your expected goals uh, goalies here. Big news for the Penguins, no Sidney Crosby. That is uh, going to change some things. It didn't change the total that much. I'll go check after the show and refresh um, the projections, as I always do, uh, and see if there's any big movement that uh, you know needs to be reflected in our projections. Anyways, Jared McCann is going to slide up. Well, he was on line two. He's going to play center. He's, you know, plays center and wing, depending on uh, who they've got in their lineup. They are very, um, they're very shallow now. This Penguins team, they lose their, you know, one of the better two-way centers in all of the NHL. Malkin, mostly just an offensive guy. He hasn't played a ton of offense this season, but he's going to play a lot of minutes. I mean, I have to think. Pittsburgh one is probably going to play as many minutes as anyone tonight. Um, fully correlated on the power play, but very popular on DK. Good prices, so I get it. Where are you at on this Pittsburgh one line, Terry? Yeah, I think it makes sense with Malkin bumping up there, and you get to, it's not like they've never played together. We've got two twenty seven, twenty eight of ice time uh, for that unit going back to the start of last year. Fifty seven point one one percent Corsi four percentage, eighteen to nine uh, goals differential generated, fifty eight high danger chances, only yielded thirty five, scored nine times on high dangers, and only gave up seven goals on them. So it's a good line. It's effective. They generate chances. They score goals. I see no issues going to it, other than I think a lot of people are going to be doing just that. To your mm-hmm. point, so there's going to be some definite popularity there and they're not cheap you know it's not a uh it's not the easiest unit in the world to roster so uh, you get malkin sliding in for crosby but you don't get a discount for doing it you know 300 on fan or what is it 500 on fanduel i guess is a little bit significant and hey, well all right maybe i'm lying i was looking at the fanduel price you do get a thousand on uh, dk that's significant enough you get a little bit of a, a savings on dk but it's still a pricey enough line because uh, rust costs more over on dk yeah yeah rust is uh, really expensive so uh, let's see if we've got this updated. I'm going to quick refresh my top stacks tool. Yeah, I got updated nine minutes ago, so we should have. All right, so because before we had Crosby in there, obviously yeah, we don't right. now. They are right at where their ownership share is uh, compared to their top two stack percentage. So, um, like if you if you like them and you see the top stack tool today, I don't think you should be off of Pittsburgh one. Um, it looks like a pretty good spot for them. It's just a matter of. Uh, which line are they going to go up against? Because they generally go Crosby against uh, opposing line number ones. Here, Couturier, Van Riemsdyk, and Farabee, that line's been on fire recently. And Couturier, one of the better two-way centers in the NHL. So uh, Pittsburgh or uh, Philadelphia one is very expensive, but they're not going to be owned really at all. I think that's a little bit of a mistake. Um, you know, I'd like to get at least 5 to 10% of them in MME. Um, it's just, they're, they're very price prohibitive. And so that's the only problem, but as is the case, when we talk about like MLB, when these stacks are priced way up, that usually, they're usually going to grade out favorably in the top stack tool and looking at, uh, Philadelphia one, uh, that is the case right now. We've got them at under 1% in the ownership share and a 6% chance of being a top two stack. So 
spot. Pretty good leverage you're getting there on a big slate. Uh, they are also fully correlated on the power play. Penguins without any depth. Uh, you could certainly go to this uh, line two as well for the Flyers, Hayes, Giroux, and Patrick. And then I think I'm even going to have some shares of Philly three, Lawton, Lindblom, and Voracek. Um, really cheap line three. Again, Penguins just really hurting without Crosby. Yeah. Um, that was their best defensive line as well. So I, I like Philadelphia here. Uh, I will be eating some of the chalk on Pittsburgh one, but I'm going to try to get off of it a little bit. I'm just not like nearly as big of a believer in pit one uh, with Malkin in there compared to Crosby, especially with how Malkin's played so far this season. Anything else in this game? I like the uh, the Philly three call. They're not uh, not a ton of history together, but they kind of stood out to me. Just a couple names on that with Lindblom and uh, Voracek on that line, and uh, just you know seventeen oh three sample size going back to the start of last year. So it's a nothing sample, but sixty point six one Corsi four one goal to none uh, given up and sixty two uh, high danger chances. So they generate some chances in their limited time together. I think they could do something for us for pretty cheap and zero ownership. I mean nobody's going to be going there. Uh, I like that second unit as well. And then uh, the, the top unit is just dominant uh, in their relatively yeah. small sample as well, but just really, really strong in uh, puck possession. And uh, they've got the, the power play correlation and also definitely like that call going to them at low ownership too. Yeah, I like it. Uh, pretty good game for DFS. Um, I think that's all I've got to mention here. Um, yeah, Penguins planning to go 11-7 with Ruedel, it looks like. Um, so even more time for probably this top line. So hard to, uh, argue too much with pit one, but it's just a matter of, are you a believer in the line? And are you a believer in them as, uh, the chalkiest, uh, line on the slate? So let's go to Detroit and Columbus 2.3 implied total for the wings, 3.1 for the jackets, Jonathan Bernier and Jonas Corposalo, your expected goalies. Columbus won, not as popular as I thought. I think they came down a little bit in our most recent ownership uh, projections update, but uh, they're at about an 8% ownership share right now. Uh, And then you've got the three wings line uh, as their second line. So I think that's even going to make Columbus one even more popular because people hate three wings on DraftKings. Um, It's, it's doable, but uh, you know, it's not really owned as a full stack much when this type of thing happens. You're going up against Detroit. Larkin probably not playing tonight. Um, how do you feel about these Blue Jackets tonight? Yeah, I think we can. Uh, I think we can roster some of them. The first line is interesting. They're a line that you know we know they've got the full power play correlation. Some good names on that line, but when you look at them, 106 25 uh, playing together going back to the start of last year, just a 45 percent Corsi four percentage. Uh, three goals scored to five yielded. 19 to 14 high danger chances and three three on uh, high danger goals four high danger goals against. So they've been okay, and they've generated some chances. They've scored some goals, but the uh, puck possession number is a little bit concerning, and that kind of jibes with just Columbus as a team, 45.66 Corsi 4 percentage as a team, uh, just you know, not really getting it done in terms of puck possession, um, getting a little bit done, uh, 91.5 save percentage as a team, so getting a little done, done uh, on the defensive side to keep them in things. But, uh, yeah, I think it makes sense to go to that line anyway. I think there's enough, uh, enough there. They're a little bit owned on FanDuel, less so on DK, where I think it probably makes more sense to get to them. They're a little bit less expensive uh, relatively on DK. 
So I think we can go that way. And then I think there's something to be said about the, uh, the wings line with nobody going to it uh, and you know, some talent on that line mm-hmm. as well. Very limited sample, but they do well with, uh, with uh, puck possession, 56-06, Corsi 4, uh, five uh, high-danger chances generated, six yielded, uh, and one goal allowed in high-danger situations. Yeah, I'm, I'm not getting to a ton of Columbus right now. I'm a little nervous because I thought they were going to be higher owned, and then Crosby being out changed some things, changed the price point on pit one. And so uh, maybe they might go a little bit more overlooked than I thought. Uh, if they're going to be under 10%. I, I, I'm probably just going to end up forcing some Columbus in. You mentioned the numbers at five on five, not, not actually that good. Uh, Lion is not a very good five on five player. Like he's more, more power play guy. And then you got Atkinson at 6,900. He's not a great value. Um, but we're talking about an event-based sport mm-hmm. and the correlation certainly, uh, certainly helps for dots. 27 for for Jenner and uh, 24 for Foligno this year. And, you know, they use a lot of shots on goal in that line too, actually. For sure. Yeah. Jenner and Bjorkstrand both, uh, both generate a lot of shots. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so they usually use Foligno against the opposing top competition. That would be the Mantha, Ryan, Philpola line. That line should play a lot tonight, whether or not the Detroit coach, Jeff Blashill, our favorite guy decides to uh, run them out for 20 minutes is, uh, you know, that's a whole nother story. I think Mantha only played 15 and 16 minutes in the last two games with Larkin, which is kind of insane. Um, they've been uh, rolling with the Nemesnikov and uh, Gagne duo. So someone mentioned Gagne earlier. He's shooting a ton, and he's 3,800 in top power play. So there are probably worse plays out there. Uh, not a real believer in his long term at this point in his career, but knock yourselves out for 3,800. I'm not it's right in there. No, nobody going to him. He fits in. The price is easy yeah. to get to. Only 1344 uh, average ice time for the season, but uh, six points on the year, four goals, two assists. Like you said, he's playing on that power play unit. So he makes sense, I guess, as a click if you're doing it uh, alongside Nemestikov uh, to correlate that line and that power play that they're on together. Um, you know, I, I that, looking at the ice time on that top line too, which you mentioned. That's got to be one of the lower top lines just in total average ice time on the year, right? You've got Filipula in the middle, averages under 15 minutes, and then each of the wings is under 18 minutes, 16.08 for Ryan and uh, 17.40 for Mantha. That's low for a uh, for a top unit. You've got a bunch of uh, Gagne believers. I don't know. Maybe I need to take a second look at this. I'm looking at my exposure on Detroit, and I don't have anything above 5%. So for me, tonight, I think they're just going to be a filler uh, in MME. I don't think I'll be targeting them in, like, the higher stakes stuff, but look, they're going to be low owned. It's not like Columbus has been overly impressive. So I get it. If you're looking to just attack Columbus with cheap guys, Nemestikov and, and Gagne, but I, I want to talk myself into playing some Mantha, but it's just like the minutes don't matter that much because goals are random, but yeah, how this guy should be playing 20 minutes a night when Larkin is not in. And even when Larkin is in and playing with them, I mean, they don't often get to 20. So just kind of a frustrating team. Columbus is also a frustrating team. I tend to avoid them when they're chalk, but like I said, uh, I think there are some good things uh, about them tonight. You've got two defensemen that are at least two defensemen that are in play, Jones and Wierenski on the Red Wing side. If you wanted to go to Kristen Juice at 2,700 um, power play one guy, uh, if you're playing a Detroit stack, I have no issue with that, but uh yeah, I don't have a whole lot on uh, on this game in general. How about you? Yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty much with you on that. Just to put a bow on the Gagne line uh, discussion uh, in Alex's uh, top stacks here, 
2.3% probability of being one of the top two lines of the night, 2.9% uh, owned. So they're negatively leveraged despite the small ownership and they don't have a great shot of being the optimal line, but they're cheap. All right, let's go to Ottawa and Montreal. 2.5 implied total for the Sens, 3.9 for the Canadians. Matt Murray slash Joey Decord in net. Senators played last night. It was Murray uh, and then Carey Price going for the Canadians. Some would say Canadians are starting their backup goalie or their worst goalie. Uh, Price has been pretty brutal. Um, anyways, story for another day. We've got like four more games after this, so we're not going gonna... percent uh, save percent, 88.8 save percentage this year. Ouch. Yeah. And like, you know, I don't watch a lot of Canadians games, but it, it feels like, you know, the beats will be tweeting out. Like I follow the, the beat writers, like boss's lists. Um, and, uh, They'll be like, wow, what a save, just phenomenal saves by Price. And then he lets in an easy one, like like two or three every game, just like goals that should not be allowed. So I don't know. Like, I don't know. I always say, like, certainly don't know a ton about actual hockey and I'm just playing DFS and just enjoying watching. But I don't know if it's a positioning thing or whatever, but maybe he's just got the yips uh, or maybe he just stinks now. But uh, you, 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 did, you get some goalies who are just like that, though, where they're just they make the phenomenal save and then they yield the easy one. Lundqvist was like that for the Rangers in, in later years of his career, where he could still make the phenomenal saves, but he was yielding just the soft angle stuff and the easy stuff in a, a little too often. So maybe it's yeah. just he's suffering from that as he gets older. Yeah. And I mean, Jake Allen's had his issues with, uh, you know, being a very volatile player backup for for Montreal. So, um Maybe some tough days ahead for the Canadians if they can't get their their goaltending turned around, specifically Price, who they're paying like $50 million a year, it seems like. Uh, th- that might be a little bit uh, too high, but uh, Montreal is going to be popular. Biggest total on the slate. Ottawa, you know, done a good job of playing uh, at least good offensive hockey. Defensively, they are not very sound. This top line is about average, maybe a little bit above average, the uh, Brown-Kachuk duo. If Tierney's going to be there, I think that's fine. The problem is just the power play correlation for that line is really bad. You get the most power play correlation on the third Sens line. I think you can go back to them, but I don't take this game wherever you want. I think there's legitimately six lines that are reasonable MME plays and probably uh, you know about half of that that are in play for smaller field stuff. Yeah, so I wrote up Gallagher off the top line uh, for the Habs as a uh, as a wing play today, and I think that makes sense. I think it makes a ton of sense to go to that line in general. They're going to be owned. They're going to be popular, but they're a productive unit, and they've got a ton of history. Seven, 718 minutes since the start of last year, 61.88 Corsi 4 percentage to dominant uh, puck possession, 42 goals, 429 against. The thing I love the most, I think, 204 to 110 in high-danger chances. Uh, versus high danger chances yielded 27 18 in uh, high danger goals uh, for versus against so just an excellent line uh, a lot of puck possession time generating a ton of chances and finishing so really like that line uh, yeah. definitely think you can go there i think two is definitely in play uh, as well the uh the and uh if you look at just suzuki and drew and playing together 255 58 with a 55 3 2 coursey four percentage uh, 14 to 12 goals differential for the two of them as a two-man um so i think there's a lot to like about that line as well yeah, I, I think so. The matchups here are probably going to go to note Tar Gallagher up against the Kachuk line. That's not a phenomenal matchup. Uh, the White Paul Dadnoff line 
they haven't been so bad defensively, but definitely worse than the Kachuk Brown uh, duo uh, so far this season. So I think with the ownerships being the way they are, and I, in general, I love the top line, but if the top line is going to be this much more popular than the second line, um, even like 1.5x the ownership of the second line, I think I'm going to end up over on the second line and probably a little under on the top line. It's a great spot for Montreal, especially on the back-to-back. Uh, again, Ottawa, it's certainly not stout defensively, but they do have one line that is pretty good defensively, and that's their top line, and that's going to be the line that the no Tatar and Gallagher go up against. So I love the call on Gallagher. He's right now, I think, the highest projected uh, – after Pitt won, he's the highest owned uh, forward in our ownership projections. Uh, actually, that was FanDuel. He is the highest uh, owned there we go. Uh, guy on DraftKings in our most recent update. So – Great play. I mean, if you're playing cash, you know, at 5,900, you don't have to worry about the minutes as much with Gallagher. I mean, he's priced up near 7K and he's playing like 15, 16 minutes a night. That's when you got to worry about the minutes. But it's fair to say that he should have uh, a lot of shot opportunities tonight. Um, I just love wherever Toffoli's gone. He's played unreal so far this season. Um, I think he's got a couple hat tricks so far and a couple four-point games. Like, he's just a really dynamic player. Play with uh, a guy like Suzuki who is more of a passer. He's not a great, like, one-off guy. But you get full power play correlation in the second line. And again, a little bit of an easier matchup uh, from what I'm seeing for uh, Montreal, too. And then, do you like anything on the Ottawa side? Ottawa 3? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think that's the spot, right? It's uh, And it's all about that Statesville and uh, Batherson combo. Holes uh, in six straight, looking for an Ottawa record number seven. Uh, him and Stutzel playing together, 121.07 since the start of last year. Six goals uh, scored, seven against. 25-23 uh, generating high danger chances, converted on four of them and gave up two. So they play well as a unit, just the two of them uh, playing together. Um, so I think it, you know, maybe it makes some sense to go back there. It's not a spot anybody's going to be, and they're super cheap. So you can slot them in next to basically anything you want to do and get some, you know, hope for some production out of them. Um, certainly going to see plenty of ice time out of the uh, the top line, the Kachuk line, but I don't know that we necessarily want to go to them for uh, DFS purposes. Maybe if you go to Kachuk as a uh, as a one off, that's fine. They're a decent line, uh, good defensively, good uh, puck possession line, fifty one percent Corsi four percentage, mm-hmm. eight to five in uh, goal differential, twenty eight to twenty five in high danger chances. Uh, what I do like there is they've finished uh, finished on six of their 25, 28 uh, high danger chances, only allowed one goal on twenty five high danger chances against. So pretty good in that situation. Yeah, uh, and I think you can go to Ottawa too uh, as well. So just been very good at five on five. Uh, I'm not sure their matchup's going to be great. Uh, just Montreal is really really strong at even strength. So generally, I don't love targeting against them. But when it's a cheap line like this, uh, and maybe going up against chalky very shaky goalie uh, currently in Carey Price. Um, I'll be looking to play some of these Ottawa depth lines. I'd love to play some Kachuk, but um, he's probably more reserved for one-offs based on his line mates. So um, defenseman, Shea Weber, 5,700. He's expected to be popular for good reason. I mean, he's he can score goals as a defenseman. He's got a massive shot, um, but he's going to be popular. And then Petrie, 6,400. His price just does not come down, and he's not on the top power play currently. Um, He goes a little bit better with Montreal 1, so you get the cheaper Montreal line, and you can get the more expensive defenseman if you look at it like that for a four-man. 
But uh, yeah, these guys are going to be more correlation plays for me, these defensemen in this game. Anything else you got here? Uh, just on the blue line, if you want to go to Chabot uh, on the uh, on the other side of this one, I think he could make some sense uh, from the top of that. Not a ton of ownership. Get some power play correlation in there. All right. Let's go. Actually, we're at the halfway point. Free premium content for today. NHL top stacks. I've been giving you guys the numbers because the top stack tool is free for today. Nightbot's got you hooked up a couple messages ago if you look at it. Or if you go to Osmo.com NHL or just scroll across the uh, NHL tab on Osmo.com, you can find our top stack tool. Great look at the slate uh, in its entirety. In kind of one page, you get the top two stack percentage. You get the ownership share. And then everybody's favorite column, the leverage column. We got that for DraftKings and FanDuel. Um, so that's going to be unlocked for today only. We usually do it on smaller slates. You guys are getting spoiled. It is an eight-gamer today. And this is a very important tool. Uh, you can see where uh, each stack uh, stacks up, I guess. Uh, didn't even try to do that. Sometimes sometimes the words just come to me, you know, Terry? Um, <laughs> and if you problem. want to join the uh, entire site, Osmo Plus Weekly Pass for Platinum is $29.95. This includes full access to everything. Uh, premium tools for, you know, NBA. We've got MLB coming up. Terry, I'm sure you're very excited about MLB. I am as well. Uh, NHL, you get that. And then uh, if you're only looking to play NHL DFS, we've got an Osmo Plus weekly package for just $11.95. Or you could get the cheapest one on the site. That is $3.95. That includes the rankings. But most importantly, the premium Slack. Great resource for your latest breaking news. And uh, as well as our Osmo NHL Twitter account. So a lot of places to get good free stuff. But uh, the best stuff is behind the paywall, as you guys know. Let's go to the Islanders and the Devils. 3.0 implied total for the Isles, 2.5 for the Devils. It's going to be Varlamov and Dell going for the Devils, making, I think, his second start. I think he had one more start in there. Anyways. Second start. Second start? Okay. Yep. Um, What do you like in this game? I'm not seeing much ownership on both sides. I mean, it is a low total game. Devils not terrible defensively. Islanders very good defensively. Um, do, Do anything stick out to you here? No, it's it's a relatively low total game. It's got a five and a half on it, but uh, you're getting the uh, what is it? The Isles at uh, with a three hundred three implied total. Devils with a two five five. So, just not expecting a ton a ton of offense in this uh, in this one. And really, I don't love the Devils lines just in general. There's not a great amount of production. They're decent defensively, decent with puck possession. But just the scoring isn't you know incredibly dynamic. So I think that top line from the Islanders and uh, maybe a little bit of the second line, the way they're listed with uh, Lee Barzal Eberle and then uh, Bovley uh, Nelson Bailey, I think getting to those guys, there's not a ton of ownership, nobody over 10% on either one of those lines. And the prices aren't crazy. I think that might be the spot. If I'm going anywhere in this game, that would probably be the spot. And then maybe mix in a little bit of uh, of Devils one that Jack Hughes line, but uh, I'm not a not a big believer in them. So I think on uh, if you want to look at uh, Islanders one six fifty eight going back to the start of last year together fifty four point five Corsi four thirty one to thirty one in uh, goals four goals against, but one hundred and eighty eight to one hundred and twenty eight in uh, high danger chances with a 20 to 14 uh, margin on uh, goal scored in that situation. So very good line there. And then uh, you get similar production out of the, uh, out of the second line in less time together. So really like uh, the top two lines over there and you can throw Pulak in uh, for some uh, correlation on the top power play. Yeah. Uh, so I'll get the doubles out of the way. I agree with you. Uh, 
Hughes, Paul Mary, and, and uh, Andreas Janssen, I think is a fine stack. Uh, mostly Hughes and Paul Mary as kind of two man. They're a little bit expensive for the spot, I think, and their expected matchup. I mean, I'm assuming they're going to see some of each of the top uh, Islanders uh, lines and then um, the Zajac line probably see some of the Islanders one, but you know, there's no matchup that I'm really worried about for Isles one here. I just think they're an awesome line. Uh, They always have the full power play correlation uh, and they're at a good price and their total is not massive. And that's why you're seeing their ownership below 10%. So top stack tool uh, is in agreement with their ownership share. You never have to talk me into aisles one. I ran a crunch in the background uh, while this show started, and I'm at about 16% aisles one. So that's about two times their ownership. I feel very good about that when I can get them uh, at low ownership. I'm not leaving out aisles two either. Uh, I got to 8% of uh, of aisles two. So lots of ownership for me on the, one of the lowest total games of the slate. I feel like it's always the Islanders for me. Uh, they're pretty concentrated between their top two lines, although Peugeot and Wallstrom have been providing some offense uh, recently. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just like the Islanders. It feels like their total is always much lower than than it should be for how much that I play them, if that makes sense. But yeah, I, I guess I'm just a believer in this team, certainly a believer in the top line. And uh, Beauvillier, 3400 is a good price there on line two. So greatly prefer the aisle side. Uh, again, if you're going to the Devils, I, I think the top line is okay. But, like, if this was a line that I, I didn't get to very much of, I don't think I would be redoing my lineups uh, near lock to, to try to jam in some Devils. So Yeah, yeah, it's a line with, you know, there's just looking at the top stacks tool to, to simplify things, there's – like 20-ish teams ahead, uh, 20-ish lines ahead of them, including several yeah. line twos from a bunch of teams. They're not incredibly cheap. They've got a 4.4% chance of being one of your top two stacks on the night. There's just, there's better spots. They're fine. You know, you can get to them, but it's not a spot where I'd be going nuts trying to get to them or going nuts trying to get like way, way over the field on them either. Yep. All right. Uh, oh, any defensemen? I'm scrolling through here and I'm not seeing any good options for cheap defensemen. Maybe I'm missing on some guys there. I'm just like looking over this too quick, but if you guys got favorite cheap defensemen in Slack that we're forgetting about or, or in the YouTube chat, uh, feel free to drop them in. Um, but yeah, I don't see a lot of cheap guys that I'm looking at. Maybe Mayfield, if that counts, 3,500 just blocks some shots, but I think it's more likely the aisles are going to carry possession in this game. Andy green. I don't know. I mean, he's min salary. He blocks some shots. Like, it's ugly down here. Are you finding any cheap defensemen that you uh, enjoy rostering this evening, Terry? I'm kind of with you. I mentioned Pulak, but he's not exactly cheap. Uh, decent uh, run on the power play. I guess if you want to consider Nick Letty cheap, he's got uh, 14 points on the season, oh, eight yeah. of them on the power play, only 19 <laughs> block shots. He has All 14 right. points. I, I would not have guessed that. Yeah. Um, yeah, goal and 13 assists. Wow. Okay. Um, Unless this is pulling the wrong info. No, that I mean, I know he's had a Let me double check. I'm saying it on the show. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. Uh, I just he's just like kind of been a guy that we've always talked about is someone we don't want to play because he used to power play quarterback the top unit, and he'd be like 4K and he'd be like 10% owned, but he he doesn't really offer much outside of assists. So he was yeah. a guy that never really made sense to play without uh, 
without an Islanders line. So uh, he's had a couple of good seasons in there, I think, points-wise, but just doesn't really shoot that much. I wish wish he would shoot more. I'd love to play him at 3,800, but uh, never really attempt shots. So, yeah, 30, 32 shots on goal in their 21 games. I was right about the points, though, 14 points. Uh, goal, goal and 13 assists. Still a minus three on the season, though. All right, let's go to the Canucks and the Jets. 2.8 implied total for the Canucks, 3.3 for the Jets. Holtby, Brassois, a couple of backups going at it tonight. These two teams played last night. Vancouver won convincingly. Uh, it was relatively low scoring, especially on the Jets' side. Got shut out. They swapped their lines uh, mid-game. That's kind of a problem because this game does not lock at 7 Eastern. It locks at 8 Eastern. So you'll have about a half hour after lock, and then you'll know um, what lines the Jets are going to run out. It could be anything. Ugly loss last night. Um, the Vancouver side from the, the game reports, I didn't watch this game. I don't watch every game. Not even close. Uh, I wish I could, but I can't. And so nice. Vancouver wasn't, like, dominant at 5-on-5 five five, like I thought they might be. So maybe Winnipeg figured something out. Uh, with their lines, if they go Shifley, Stastny, Wheeler, that's what I've got right now. That line is very good at five on five, but they were also in a game environment where Vancouver didn't really need to score. They didn't really need to attempt a lot of long shots or just try to get shots on goal. So um, I think I prefer the Vancouver side once again here. Uh, what do you like in this game, if anything? Yeah, I was I was eyeballing. I mean, there's the obvious guys from the Winnipeg side, um, just you know, name recognition wise, and they're all getting ownership. They're all pretty expensive. Just eyeballing the the slate in this matchup, I was kind of zeroing in on that uh, JT Miller line, the uh, Miller Pedersen uh, Brock Bosner line. I think they're pretty good. Uh, 617 minutes together since the start of last year, 56.56% uh, Corsi 4, 45 to 28 goal differential, 115 high danger chances generated and only 89 yielded, and 25 high danger goals scored to 19 uh, given up. So pretty good line uh, controlling the puck, getting shots off, getting shots on goal, and just kind of generating the chances and, uh, and putting the puck in the net. So I like getting to that line, and they're all – significantly under 10%, getting up toward 10% on FanDuel, but well under on DK, and not prohibitively priced. So I think that's a decent uh, line to, maybe not sneaky, but uh, approaching sneaky. Are you talking about the Patterson line? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this line started off, and so this was a line last couple of years uh, that's been really awesome at 5 on 5 uh, or at least very above average. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not like Boston 1 levels or Colorado 1, but kind of in that next tier, at least for me. And so they started off the season really poorly. Uh, maybe it was a matchup thing. They had a bunch of games against Montreal, and, you know, Montreal's a good 5-on-5 five five team, so maybe that was part of it. They're also missing a bunch of defensemen, so it's hard to get the puck when uh, your defenseman can't stop anybody. Anyways, the last, like, 10, 15 games, they've been incredible at 5-on-5, five five. like closer to four expected goals, four per 60, just outrageous numbers for the Pedersen line. Um it's kind of like the Isles one thing, you know, I don't think the spot is amazing, especially if Winnipeg switches up their lines. Um, but just the ownership is too good. They're too good at five on five. They've got the full correlation. Someone said correlation is the uh, word of the day. It's always the word of the day when I'm on the show. Correlation matters. So, uh, yeah, full correlation on Vancouver two. Actually, are we calling them Vancouver two or Vancouver one? Because I'm seeing them as two on my screen doesn't matter they are the best line yeah uh, on the canucks so 
that's all yeah, i've got them i've got them slotted into the second spot on my yeah. uh, little dashboard here because that's how it was on uh, on the website but uh, they lead in ice time so if you want to go by that they are the the nominal top line but yeah. uh yeah either way i think that's the uh, the line that we go to here and then you know there's not there's something to be said i guess for the uh, the horvat vertan and uh, pearson line as well they're uh, 146 together puck possession numbers not great but they do generate some chances 22 to 22 in high danger chances so without a ton of ice time together they have generated a decent amount of high danger chances converted on four of them so i don't hate that line uh, they're inexpensive and they're low owned yeah you got the three wings on winnipeg too if they go connor dubois and uh ehlers i actually think that can be a pretty good line but uh and i think it'd be a line that people don't get to very often i think people will get to the shifley wheeler stastny trio stastny and shifley on the same line two guys that don't shoot that kind of rubs me the wrong way um so i i'm probably just going to end up forcing in some winnipeg two and hope they get the uh the easier of the match hopefully they get to avoid a lot of time against the patterson line um and then i think you can go to vancouver three as well i I know cliffy's watching the show i know he'll get a little excited with the uh, vancouver three mention godette's been shooting a ton and he's 2500 uh you've also got hoglander scored last night uh this line is projected for almost no ownership and uh, gets to go up against the winnipeg depth and uh pretty much all their lines have issues at five on five so uh like vancouver the pedersen line like the sutter uh godette hoglander trio as well and um, I think I'll even have some Vancouver onslaughts. I, I'm just so anti-Winnipeg these days. It seems like anytime they're on the slate and they've got this total, I, I just want to try to get away from them. So I'm a, I'm a Winnipeg hater this year, Terry. Clearly. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. Have you ever been there? I mean, I hear it's very nice up there. No. I know we can't go these days, but that's supposed to be a really nice uh, place. Vancouver, too. Vancouver? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't been to either. I've only been to Toronto in Canada, and I had a great time. So uh, certainly certainly not hating on my friends up north. Um, But, uh, yeah, these Jets, they like I said, they rub me the wrong way. Um, Maybe some of this three-wing Dubois, Connor, Ehlers line for me tonight. But uh, I'm more focused on the Vancouver side. Always makes me nervous when I'm heavy on underdog. Like, you know, I'm not smarter than Vegas. But uh, uh, sometimes, sometimes I try to be um, with the lineups I play. It appears, but you know, sometimes it works out. Most of the time, it doesn't. Yeah, I Anything think we else? all try to be. And uh, as my dad always uh, says, they didn't build those casinos by losing. So <laughs> that's true. That's a good phrase. Let's go to Carolina, Nashville. Two point nine implied total for the Canes. Two point seven for the Preds. Reimer and Sorrow slash Rene. We never know with the Preds. Uh, <laughs> Carolina swapped their lines at uh, lock last night. They went with Aho, you right again. Trocek with Svechnikov and Jesper Faust. Stahl with Fogel and Marty Neches. Um, who knows what the Preds are going to do? Uh, they have been swapping their lines all over the place. In practice this morning, they went with Granlin, Forsberg, and Tolvinen. Um, they're keeping together the Duchesne, Yarkrock, Grimaldi trio. I don't know. Johansson with Arvidsson and Nick Cousins doesn't do a ton for me against a good possession team in Carolina. Um, does anything stick out to you here? Um, it would probably be on the Carolina side of things. I think if we're uh, if we're looking at anything, 
Um, just looking, yeah, with some of those changes, it's a, uh, it's a little bit tough to nail down the exact line history, but, uh, Aho and Niederreiter, uh, significant, uh, experience together and then Aho and McGinn significant experience together. So I would expect that line plays pretty well as a unit, uh, all, all three of them, uh, just Aho and Niederreiter together, 405 minutes going back to the start of last year, 60.13% Corsi four percentage, uh, 16 to 14 uh, goals advantage, just a very, very strong line there. So. I think you could go to that one. Um, I think the Svechnikov and uh, Trocek line, with if you wanted to work Jesper Faust into that, then fine to stack the whole thing. I don't think that he's necessarily a big component of it, though. I think you could probably get away with the two-man there. Uh, and then if you wanted to play the power play game and jump around between the lines or maybe stack the two of them with Dougie Hamilton and go with three components of the power play, I think maybe some of that makes some sense as well. Yeah. Just two teams that are difficult for me to figure out. Um, I, I will say the Granlund, Forsberg, Tolvin in line looks pretty good to me. Um, and then the Trocek, Svechnikov duo, I, I also like. Uh, I, I would prefer if Aho and Svechnikov were together, but we're just not going to know prior to lock, which is the problem because they're on a back to back. I don't believe they skated this morning. Um, so I'd like to go with like some two, three mans uh, with. Um, like Trocek, Svechnikov, or Aho, Svechnikov, from were gonna they're gonna be together and throw in Dougie Hamilton because I don't think the Preds uh, are very impressive. Um, and then on the back, back to the Preds side, I mentioned the Grand Line, also mix in the Duchesne, Yarncroft, Grimaldi trio, um, just pretty good five on five numbers, um, yeah. and cheap, and really no one's gonna get to the full stack outside of maybe me and testosterone who just hammers three, three stacks. Like it's nobody's business. Um, any, th- any last talking points in this game? What about the defenseman? Yossi Hamilton, do you have a uh, preference there? I wrote up Dougie Hamilton and uh, apparently we got flack for it in chat. So well, uh, go to the other side of the obvious question. We'll say Roman Yossi on the show. You can't go wrong with either defenseman. I don't think you're getting yeah. them with the power play or a standalone guys. They're both spectacular. They're both fine. They're both going to be very popular uh, and they're expensive. So good luck on that. Um, if you went with that, uh, with the Duchesne uh, John Croc line, would you go, uh, would you try and correlate some power play with Ellis on the second power play unit by building him in there? He's low on, yeah. not expensive. Yeah. I, I thought someone said something about Ellis. Maybe they were talking about someone else in chat that maybe he was out, but oh, uh, I I could just be completely misremembering that. So if you're listening to this later, check on that. Uh, I could be completely off base, but uh, I thought someone said that maybe he's hurt or, or something like that. But if he's in power play two, yeah, I think I would go with Ellis with uh, the Yarncroft, Duchesne, Grimaldi, Trio, um, Yossi, Doggy, two of my favorite defensemen. I prefer Yossi this evening. But uh, Dougie is right up there as one of the top spend-ups because I think I'm going to be spending up quite a bit tonight because there are just not very many good defensemen. If you wanted to go to Ekholm at 3,900, I think he's a perfectly fine option. Uh, But, yeah, it's ugly, man. It's ugly once you get past the top couple guys. For sure. I'm not seeing anything on Ellis being out uh, just yet. Definitely, like like Jake said, make sure you check. And that goes for everything that we talk about on these shows, you guys, and everything that's in our content all the time. Always check. Josh is saying, okay, Josh says Ellis is out. Okay. Abro possibly power play two. Could be at home power play two. Uh, I'll just confirm. Default to to him. He he would know better. 
Okay. Well, whatever. I'll get this figured out in the projections. Another reason to sign up. You'll get the correct players in the projections. And uh, yep. when I come out here and just say random stuff that ends up not being true, uh, just default to the projections and default to the uh, premium Slack chat. We've got a great community in there. All right, we got a couple minutes before this last game, and uh, then we'll hop out of here. Like and subscribe uh, as you uh, head out and listen to us on podcasts. Every show we do will be uploaded onto podcasts, uh, besides the live before locks, because, uh, well, for obvious reasons. Lightning, Stars, three implied total for the Lightning, 2.4 for the Stars, Vasilevsky and Yudobin. Um, You've got some cheap Stars at home, not getting much ownership. You've got uh, some cheap Lightning as well, not getting much ownership. I like this game better than the Nashville game overall, I think, and specifically the Tampa Bay side, let's say you, Terry. Yeah, it's interesting. Not a ton of ownership on Tampa at all, and the prices uh, with the jumbled up lines are a little bit, uh, you know, affordable to get to those uh, those full stacks of those lines. So it's uh, definitely just an interesting spot. When I was just looking at it without the ownership numbers earlier, I was just kind of assuming they were going to be heavier yeah. owned. So I just kind of filed them away as, yeah, we'll talk about them, but they're not going to be a critical uh, a critical piece just because they'd be popular. But uh, yeah, with this kind of ownership, I think it makes a ton of sense to start looking their way. I just wanted to uh, jump over the. Uh, to the big board here so we get that tampa two line is maybe like i'll call it like 12th 15th overall on the board five-ish percent uh probability of being the top stack but you're only paying 15 six for them with uh stamco sorelli and uh, Kalorn on that line getting to them a better probability of being one of the top two than the public is getting to them in the in terms of ownership so i think that's an interesting spot and then the uh the top line the nominal uh, top line with point palat and tyler johnson on it is only a couple spots behind them, a little bit cheaper, and similarly ranked in terms of uh, probability of being top two and not being owned. So really like the spot there. Yeah, I don't mind the hints Ben Pavelski trio for the Stars, uh, but I'd really prefer the Lightning here. So Lightning power play, uh, Dallas has some issues on the penalty kill. They've had some issues taking uh, about three and a half times shorthanded so far this season. They've only played 17 games, so the aggregate numbers look low. But uh, on a per game basis, they're like below average in terms of being shorthanded. So I'm all over Tampa. Uh, you know, I'm usually a Tampa hater too, but it can't be a Winnipeg and Tampa hater tonight. I will be uh, on the Tampa train in the, I guess, late night hammer, 7.30 uh, start my time, 8.30 Eastern time, your time, Terry. Uh, I love Tampa. So anything else on this game or, or this slate before we close it out? Just to back up our Tampa takes, you've got those top three lines all well over 50%, Corsi 4%, almost approaching all over 55%. Uh, and this uh, this Dallas team as a team, 49.36. So the puck possession game is just going to be favoring Tampa tremendously. Uh, and then you get uh, you know decent team save percentage for Dallas, but I think they're just going to get peppered with shots. I like everything about the Tampa side of this one. Would you be going to Tampa 3 in this one? I know that's one of your uh, yep. your pocket lines. Yep, I like Tampa 3. Just as as a general rule, Coleman and Yanni Gord with Barkley Goudreau, uh, their prices come up a little bit, but not enough for me to avoid them. So good call there as well. And uh, that's going to do it for us this evening. Thank you all for watching. It will be Josh and Cliffy, the duo, running it back tomorrow. And uh, good luck until then. Let's win some money tonight.